time for the Andrew Bogut Show, which we do once a week. We're at the course of the NBA season. Andrew, how you doing, man? Yeah, few better days, but doing all right. How's the uh, How's the ankle? It's kind of right. just um, trying to trying to get some, um, some better range of motion and some better strength in it, and obviously get some swelling out. But um, it's progressing decently. Well, let's go back to when you played, because I know a lot of people want to uh, want to hear from you. Would, did you know? your ankle wasn't 100%. Did you feel it was 100% when you decided to play against Phoenix, or did you just want to get out there because, hey, you're a player, that's what you do? Yeah, probably a bit of both. Probably, honestly, nothing to do with the Warriors or anybody else. I probably um, wanted to go out there and just see how it felt. Um, To be honest, the first game or two, it didn't feel too bad. um, The issue was that ever since I've been back on the court, which was late October, um, the bar was going up each week. It was getting better and better. Um, once more games um, started to happen, the bar kind of flatlined, um, and I wasn't getting um, my range of motion wasn't staying as it should every day. Um, and then it affected my running, and then you know it affected my strength and my explosiveness and the push off power I had with that ankle. So that's that's when we decided to give it you know a week or two uh, minimum and, and and try to get it strong and see where we're at. When uh, I mean, the Warriors announced that, you know, you're not going to make the road trip today. But when could you sense that the road trip was was probably a, an unreasonable expectation? Uh, it's, it's hard to say that um, right now. I mean, it, we're taking it, you know, uh, it's a cliche, but we are taking it day by day. And it all depends how I respond. Um, but obviously I knew that if I went on this road trip, I probably wouldn't be playing the first couple of games anyway. So we're at that point now where... Obviously, I'm not going to go on the trip. I need to focus on staying back and and getting my ankle as healthy as possible. But you know, it's one of those things that every morning we measure. Um, there's a couple of measurements we do to see the flexibility of the ankle um, post you know post game. Um, so the next morning, and after the last few games, I've, I've lost a lot of range of motion, uh, which was a sign that the ankle obviously wasn't holding up as well as it should. Now the, the pain pain side of things wasn't that, that high. I mean, I, I've played through pain before, and that's not a problem. The issue was, you know, I see a rebound, I go to push off my ankle to go and grab that rebound, and, and it happens three seconds later. Yeah, <laughs> and it kind of feels like everything's in, you know everything's happening after after I tell my ankle, hey, go get that ball, and then it, it doesn't it doesn't happen. So that's when I knew, you know, probably not going to be helping my team too much out there. Um, on one leg and, and obviously could probably do do something stupid along the way. So that's when, you know, we obviously thought just give it a couple of weeks. Was there an internal pressure uh, coming into the start of the season, Andrew, thinking, you know what, I want to get out there and play. I want to be with my teammates. Uh, they traded for me. I want to get out there for the fans. I want to get out there for the ownership. I want to get out there for my teammates. I want to get out there for myself to show that I can still go out there and play. I mean, talk about the thoughts that are going through your head before you decide you're going to step out there and play opening night. Yeah, first, first off, the organization has been only supportive of everything that you know I've decided to do, and there was no pressure at all. Um, the pressure was almost myself in my head with with boxing gloves, just you know, punching my brain around, um, thinking that you know all those things that you just mentioned definitely went through my head leading into the season and. Obviously, it was a big trade, and, and Monta was a, was a big part of the organization and a fan favorite. So, I want to be out there and show that I'll be ready for the season. And just it just hasn't worked out. It's been frustrating, disappointing. But I think the biggest hurdle and obstacle out of all this, and the biggest pressure was myself. You know that I put on myself. So, 
I need to understand that these things take time and it's a pretty significant surgery that I had and, um, you know, just let nature take its course. What will you be looking for? I mean, what, what will be the sign to you that I'm ready to go out there and play? Because there won't, we all know during an NBA season there's not a lot of practice time. You don't get a lot of guys together going up and down because the guys that are playing are trying to rest. So you may not have a lot of that. You may have some two-on-two, three-on-three, but what is it going to be for you in your mind that you have to go through or a hurdle that you have to clear that says, you know what? I can get this done now. I can go out there and I can play 30 minutes a night and not have to worry about my ankle. Is there a hurdle that you're looking forward to clearing? Yeah, there is obviously, you know, the tough thing is practice times, but practicing, you know, three, four, five days consecutively at an at a intense pace. Um, you know, some days we obviously won't be team, team practices if the fellows have a day off, but I'll be in there. And we want, we want to try and push it um, to the, the point of where it being a game. And then obviously come in the next morning, you know, and, and do the, the stretch, stretching exercises and measurements and see, you know, if it holds up and, and, and they're consistent, then you do it again, you do it again, you do it again. And until we have a consistency every morning where, where, where it feels the same and it's not taking a step backwards. Um, so when that, when that happens, that, that will be the sign, that will be the sign that I'm ready to play by, you know, be out there and, and, and be ready to contribute. And obviously the other one is, you know, just being out there and knowing that you can move freely. Like you said, that you can, you can I can I can jump for for a rebound and get it and I can I can block a shot and I can you know um, use good footwork in the post to score. Um, right now I'm kind of one dimensional. All I'm doing is really running up and down the floor, um, or, or I was doing and and trying to be as positive defensively as I could. But I knew offensively, you know, I, I could, couldn't move well on the post. Couldn't get around anybody. I was just kind of shooting over guys and that's detrimental to the team and, and to myself. So that's that's basically where we're at. Are you a worse patient now? Then when you when you got hurt in Milwaukee, is it harder to not play this time than it was the other times? No, I always want to I always want to play. I, yeah. I hate I hate um, I hate sitting at especially at games live when I'm on the bench in a suit. I just can't I can't stand it. It drives me crazy, and it's it's probably the most frustrating thing. And I think most athletes will say the same thing when you're sitting on the bench in a suit. You feel vulnerable, and you see your guys out there, and you know you can help, and and obviously you can't physically, so it's it's very frustrating, um, and and something that you know I've, I've learned to to try and deal with, but I don't deal with well. I mean, you can deal with it. I'm still alive. I'm still breathing, but I'm not, you know, I'm not on a positive high from it. I'm, I'm really, you know, I get down about it every now and then, and it's, it's very very frustrating, but. Um, you know, you, you hear everyone say, you know, stay positive, you'll get through it. Yeah, but <laughs> you still got to get through it. So the light at the end of the tunnel, it's close, but it's, it's just not there yet. And hopefully, you know, once I'm back out there, this will, this will be for me. And, um, as far as bad luck goes, and I'll have, you know, another successful six, seven, eight years in the league. You feel like a fan with an all access pass, don't you? I mean, you do. You feel like you're part of the team, but you're not really part of the team and they're going on without you because that's what, professional athletes do it's not like hey buddy you just kind of move on and they do their game plans and get ready for the game and you stay in the locker room then you go out there and watch the game then everyone showers and you're gone because you're already in your suit i mean i've i'm nowhere near the caliber of player you are andrew but i mean when you're hurt and you're not playing you just hey you feel like you want a contest you you like all access pass you're kind of there but you're not part of the team yeah, I mean, I'm kind of the opposite. I feel like, you know, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm more letting people down and then I want a contest. You know, obviously it is. <laughs> you still, you know, probably you do have the best seat in the house, no doubt, but I feel the opposite. I feel like I've let, you know, let people down and, um, 
I just got to keep telling myself that it's it's nature's course when you get hurt and you have a major surgery. That's that's life. You can't you can't you can't um, change that. But I just you know hopefully things will things will turn around for me. Can you talk about how it like how the ankle feels now? Like after you felt the fatigue and you weren't getting the range of motion that you wanted to after you got through playing, versus maybe it, how it felt six months ago, seven months ago. Is it totally different in that in your mind? You feel like. This isn't a setback. It's just something that we need to work through a little bit. And then once I work through this, we should be all systems go. Yeah, exactly right. Let's make it clear. There's no, there's been absolutely no setback. I'll tell you right now, if you want, there's been no setback whatsoever. It's, it's just hasn't progressed. Um, you know, like I said, the bar, the bar stopped going up. So that, that, that obviously causes alarm bells. I think if I kept pushing myself through it, that's when it possibly could have been a setback. So that's why we're going through, we're going through now, but. You know, six months six months ago, I was under the knife. You know, I was lying on a table, and a surgeon was 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 cutting to my ankle. And, and then, you know, five four to five months ago, I was walking around in a walking boot. So, I've basically been out of the boot for four months now, and 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 been basically running for only about two months. You know, I've only been running since I think August it is now, so, so three months. And it's you know, it's still a long process. Um, but yeah, it's frustrating. But um, just gonna keep keep pushing through it. Is um, do you do you ever hear from people on the outside, or do you try to shut that out while you're trying to make sure your mind stays clear and that you're focused on getting back as quickly as you can while doing it reasonably? Are you trying to wall off what the outside world is saying or not saying? Yeah, somewhat. I mean, somewhat. And it comes with age. Um, I used to be well, that read, read every paper, read every article, every everything about everybody, and, and knew everything that was going on. And I've kind of stayed away from that because, um, especially in a time like now where, where I'm hurt, you know, I, I know what people definitely think and, and say, and that's, you know, you know what, that's honest opinions of people. I mean, that's I can't really change that. I had, look, I have been hurt the last couple of years. I've been injury prone the last couple of years, but they've been they've been high impact, not an excuse. Um, and that's just the way it is. Um, I've got to do with that as a professional athlete. But let me tell you this: I mean, there's, there's no, there's, there's no. I wouldn't tell this to. I'm, I'm not trying to get hurt, and I'm not trying to sit on the bench and, 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 and somewhat, quote unquote, steal money. You know what I mean? I want to be mm. out there playing. And one thing I, I do when I'm hurt is I'll, I'll, I'll rehab to, to every possibility, every hour of the day. If they want me doing something extra to get it better, or if there's something we can try that, that might get it better, and there's a slight chance of it working, I'll do it, man. You know, I'm not going to just. Sit on the bench and and, and and milk it, and then and then just just be, just be happy with you know that I'm still getting paid and whatnot. I'm, I mean, it hurts me to, to 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 be getting paid right now and and not being able to help my team, but that's that's, that's life. I mean, you know, when I'm 45, 50 years old and I've got chronic <laughs> chronic injuries, you know, on parts of my body that, that um, you know I can barely get out of bed. You know, no one's going to remember you know everything that happened in the past. So um, it, it does get tough. I try to block out a lot of that stuff. But people are entitled to their opinions, and and you guys and everybody else, um, you guys have a job to do as well and to report and give opinions. So I definitely don't take it personally. Um, that's just life. Done, Andrew Bogut. Andrew, before we let you run, is it a myth that like is Foster's a national beer of Australia? Like, no, do local no. do Aussies drink Foster's like we drink? Well, I don't even <laughs> drink Foster's, but you think Australia? You think Foster's? Yeah. And I talk to people that grew up in Australia. They're like, hell no, we don't drink Foster's. No, I think it's more of a uh, uh, marketed Australian beer that's sold overseas. Um, yeah, I mean, we don't... No offense to the people at Foster's, if anyone's listening out there works for Foster's, but yeah, they'll, they'll tell you as well that no one in Australia really drinks that. We have we have some great breweries in Australia, especially where I'm from in, in Victoria, and 
and we kind of keep our home brews um, going more than than Foster's. Um, you, you'll really find Foster's anywhere, but a, maybe a touristy hotel in Australia will have Foster's. But other than that, um, if you find it at a local place, you definitely want to see people inside the, the bar. <laughs> what is the beer of choice over there for the uh, the locals? I don't know if they import it over here, but uh, I it's enjoy. It's not tactical nuclear I, penguin. I, no, I know it's not tactical <laughs> nuclear penguin. I enjoy I enjoy trying different yeah. beers. What's the uh, beer of choice over there for you? Well, it's, it's state dominated, so the Australians are a real big state rivalry. So we have, you know, we have, we have a handful of states. Um, but up, up in Queensland, it's 4X beer, and then um, right. down in, in Melbourne, it's Victoria Bitter, which is the state of Victoria. And a favourite of mine is probably um, Carlton Draft. Um, Carlton United Breweries make a, make a fair bit of, of different types of beers, and, and they're pretty good and they're pretty popular down there. But um, as, as the age goes on and my metabolism is slowing down, I have to kind of find new uh, new light beers to drink. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Andrew, always appreciate the time. Always enjoy the conversation. Uh, hope the ankle progresses as well as you'd like it to progress over the next week or so. We'll look forward to catching up with you next week. No worries, guys. Cheers. All right, you take it easy, Andrew.